What's going on guys? Welcome to the Small World Business Podcast. My name is Justin Colzo. I'm here with my co-host. Dan Poku. It's a small world and business connects us all. So buckle up and let's grow together. That's a good, good way to remember it because so, I have no clue. <laughs> so welcome to episode five. Uh, real quick, I wanted to kind of recap episode four yeah. and what all that entailed. I thought episode four was hands down our best episode. Oh, for sure. I mean, for I, sure. not even just, the, not even like the quality of the the audio and everything. We have one of Dan's buddies uh, does production for us and he really kind of helps to clean up our audios and kind of connect everything so it's yeah. awesome that we were able to add him to our team shout out tj tree wreck <laughs> yeah, on <really>. ig <laughs> so he's really helped us out pretty yep. big big time so happy to have him on our team but not only that side of things but i thought that the conversation that we had with charles was unbelievable yeah yeah it was very insightful um definitely on his part he was the way he described you know the restaurant his concept his motivation everything that kind of went into that process definitely you know, listening back to it, like I listened to it maybe like two or three times. I was like, wow, this was very, like very good. So, oh my God, yeah, it was amazing. So the, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me that Charles said, um, and I mean, this is how he went about business. It's not something that everyone has to partake in right. is that when you start a business, you should try to get out of running the day to day as soon as possible, Yeah, which is something that I've always thought about and that you and I have talked about mm-hmm. is to try and not necessarily be absentee, but be to a point where you can kind of help someone else or have someone else help you. Right. That way you can work on the business, not in the business. And I thought that that was something really insightful that I def- definitely took away with the, the success he's had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, just he emphasized like building that team, you know, building a team you can trust in, building a team that's like minded to where, you know, shit hits the fan, for example, you know, they're going to be there with you to kind of work through any issues so that was one thing that we've kind of been harping on like this whole time too so kind of resonated with you know the whole concept of you know small world business and where we're trying to you know direct this thing so i think that was the main nugget i took away from that conversation oh, i completely agree with you one of the yeah. things that you actually texted me um and we put it out on sunday i think you texted me like monday like hey i think we're really cooking with gas oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely. And i love that analogy because yeah. i'm really happy with where this is going I mean, oh, we started sure. you and i started pumping out content on social media and all yeah. this stuff right now I'm talking to a couple of people and we're setting up guests. We've already got our guests set up for week six, which I'm super excited about. Yep. I'm working on our guests for week eight, which I'm super excited. I mean, it's just things are moving. Yeah, really yeah. it's coming like, together too, awesome. to where it's like, we're still putting in effort, but I feel like things are kind of falling in our, you know, lap in a sense. We're like, the guests are actually interested in coming on. Um, like you said, with the social media, that's kind of, you know, growing in a sense. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's kind of just flowing together, so. And I think that there was, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what episode five is, right. I was listening to, I think it was Diary of I think it was the Stephen Bartlett seat, uh, podcast that I always listen to. One of the things that he talked about with one of his guests is that they felt kind of awkward when they first started, because Stephen Bartlett's in social media and one of the other guys gained a very big media following. They felt very uncomfortable, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. because they, almost felt like fraudulent when they were putting mm-hmm. stuff out on social media. Right. They felt like the people that they went to high school with or the people that they knew for the one class that they took in college or whatever 
we're going to look at them and be like, you think you're all that now that you're posting all this advice mm-hmm. and stuff on social media and you're doing all... And I think that that's a really, really big hump for me yeah. in, in the social media game. That's why I'm kind of awkward when I <laughs> try to sit in front of a camera and talk <laughs> oh, to go on Instagram or do yeah. whatever. It's really right. uncomfortable for it me. It took me a while. Yeah. And then I have to go and put it on my story, put it on my Instagram mm-hmm. feed because I want to grow this. I really right. enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. but it's not something I've ever done. I mean, right. I... Yeah, high school sports. I had a couple interviews because I was the the quarterback in the town. Like it's yeah, that's. But I was never recorded. I mean, the dude was standing there with like a, a microphone, to right. put it in the paper, <laughs> not put me on live TV, yeah, or post it all over social, whatever. All right. You know, so I think that hearing someone that has made millions of dollars and mm-hmm. now has a million Instagram followers or whatever right. say, "Hey, I was super uncomfortable at first. For sure, to me, meant a lot. Yeah. He actually made the comment that like those first eight hundred Instagram posts. I got 10,000 followers. Mm. The second 800, I got 750,000 Instagram followers. Oh, and geez. I was like, wow, okay. Because yeah. it was one of the other things that I kind of encountered as we're going through social media and we really are trying to pump up content. Right. Been a little lazy this week, I think, on both of our parts. Yeah, true. Just, I think, Memorial Day and just... Oh, that little lag. Everything <laughs> kind of was a little out of it. Right. So the, the, the media has kind of lagged a little bit in the last few days. <laughs> But it's been a little tough seeing like, okay, that post got like four likes and right. like maybe 12 views. Mm-hmm. That's life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm used to posting pictures of me and my girlfriend get 150 likes on my Instagram. Right. And it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And the natural response of our generation, I should say my generation, I'm the generation below you almost. Right. <laughs> maybe too. <laughs> and so it's like... The natural response of my generation is, well, that didn't get enough likes and right. take it down. Cancel it, yep. But I'm like... No, I mean, the whole point of what we're doing and why we're doing it and why we're doing it, how we're doing it, mm-hmm. is to show people how we're growing. Right. So for me, it's really tough to look at I bet, a yeah. crappy video of me and a camera that I took at 8 a.m. <laughs> and be like, yep, this is good enough, send yeah, it out. Right. And that's, that's how we're rolling with it. Right. And I, I'm actually very happy with how we've been on socials because I love mm-hmm. some of the feedback that we've gotten on it. It's really cool. Definitely, definitely. And like for, for me, like... With the content that we're putting out there, I wanted to definitely, you know, touch who is meant to touch in a sense, not necessarily get everyone's, you know, perspective or input on it, you know, because I feel like what we're talking about is good stuff. So it might not make sense to one person while it might make sense to another person. It might so, change someone's path. Yeah. Right, right. So like that person would take the time to kind of like, you know, follow us and uh, listen to listen to the podcast and all that. So, you know, it's going to take time for sure for us to get like a, a following. But I feel like if we can just touch one person at like, you know, a week or two a week thing, you know, kind of grow from that. Like, that's all that really matters to me. And I'm sure like, you know, the everything else will come with it, you know, whether it be money or um, making connections and stuff like that. So I tell you the one thing that I've kind of really <coughs> figured out over the last you know, this is episode five, so five weeks. I have really tried hard to surround myself with people that lift me up. People mm-hmm. will put you down in life because you're doing things that they don't necessarily can't do. agree with or right. they can't do or they wouldn't do. It's not a path that I would take. Right. So they'll put you down for it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried really hard to avoid those people. Right. And I think that, yeah, I probably have one or two in my life that I don't know that I can name them by name, but I don't, I don't tell them what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. 
other people, screw it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm starting a podcast with a buddy. Right. We're not making any money. We might sound like idiots, but I'm having a, we're having a blast. Yeah. I love this. Right. Right. This is the best part of my week. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. And I'm like taking notes and preparing for it like ahead of time. So it's definitely something I enjoy doing now. And then, you know, we we'll get into like the topic of the conversation later, but I feel like at least for me, it's kind of helped me to make more connections and uh, people have reached out to me um, with the whole nonprofit idea, wanting to help and have input. So that kind of, you know, what the idea for the, you know, the conversation today kind of came from. Um, so yeah, that's all I really, you know, care about. With that, I mean, let's go ahead and kick into the actual topic for today's episode five is the topic that you reached out to me and you really wanted to kind of hook, right. like hit up. So why don't you go ahead and kick us off with it? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about just networking in general, the importance of it and the benefits you kind of get from it. Um, like I said earlier, um, through the podcast and putting myself out on social media and other platforms, uh, especially when it pertains to my nonprofit, I was able to build, you know, a lot of connections. People are like, oh, you're, you're trying to start a nonprofit? Well, I know this person that can kind of help you with that or this person that can, that can kind of help you with that. So um, I wanted to touch on, you know, the benefits of, you know, networking. And for me, it's like I'm not the most socially butterfly type of person. Anyone that knows me, I'm kind of reserved and laid back for the yeah, most listen, part. Listen to episode one and how quiet <laughs> he is. That's how he is in all public settings. Right, right. And it's something I kind of learned from you, to be honest, like how you're able to connect and kind of like put yourself out there. You know, it makes me want to be like, damn, he's doing it like that. Like, let me try to, you know, put myself out there more. And through like putting myself out there, um, you start to build connections. You start to, you know, gauge people's interest in what you have going on. So um, I'm going to touch on like some of the benefits from, you know, networking. Of course, building connections. Uh, you get to meet like-minded people, uh, people that have like the same ideas as you. People might challenge you, which you kind of need to. Um, and you can kind of create long-term relationships from those you you know, connections. That's the whole point of it, yeah. Right, right. Um, and it's like it enables you to create like a pool of resources. So it was like, I think we touched on this before. Um, like I'm, I have a financial background, but I'm not, you know, it's too suave when it comes to marketing or, you know, you need a people's person. So like building those resources to, like we touched on before, like building a team definitely helps you in the long run. Um, of course, you could find like inspiration and motivation through, you know, networking. Um, there may be someone, you know, trying to do the same thing as you. So you can kind of build that support system or support group in a sense. Um, you get to share ideas, um, kind of bounce, you know, around solutions, um, challenges too that you might face with other with yeah. other the yeah, situation. Especially because if they face those challenges. Right. I mean, that's part of the reason I brought Charles on is mm. Charles lived in a freaking trailer trying to afford what he was doing and, right. it, and it worked out for him. So it's like, hey, you know, I'm not making enough money to pay my rent. What would what did you do in this situation? And then, you know, Charles got a second job and then bought a trailer and then someone else might have literally not paid rent for six days or whatever. I wouldn't recommend that, but <laughs> no. whatever the situation is, yeah. you know, people have experienced these problems because, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. I actually think technically I've said it four times. It's a small world and business, like business literally connects everybody. Right. Whether you're working for one or you own one or you shop at one, business connects every single person. We all have similar experiences just in different our own paths if that makes sense true and so i think it's true. interesting to me to see through networking what other people's experiences have been on mm -hmm. their paths mm -hmm. how can i connect to those 
And then what are those lessons that we share? Right. How do those translate into where I'm trying to go? Right. And it can save you some time in the long runs. Uh, For example, yeah, with my nonprofit, I um, kind of have a mentor now that's been helping me with the whole process. And he's been through it all. He was like, you don't want to do this. (laughs) You don't want to do this. Like, it's just going to cause you more time in the long run. So, you know, being able to kind of bounce ideas off of him has definitely helped a lot because I'm like, well, at first I'm just going to just dive into this thing, get it started and kind of like go from there. He's like, no, you want to, you know, create like a program design, a strategic plan to kind of have that be the format for your nonprofit. You also want to go after funding before starting it because um, you don't want to, you know, get it up and running and then say you start helping people, like I mentioned the last episode, and it kind of falls flat or, you know, run, run out of funding. So, you know, he's been kind of like telling me like the things, the mistakes he kind of made along the way when starting his nonprofit, which is kind of helping me in the long term, you know, kind of avoid those mistakes. I'm, there's still going to be things I have to navigate through, but having like that framework and somebody that's been through that process definitely helps. Skip the big ones. And yeah. it, I mean, if you don't network and you don't talk to him, right. you miss that opportunity. Exactly. And I think that we are very fortunate in the sense that we live in Tampa, Florida. Mm. Half the reason I moved here was to meet people with money. Yeah, I moved here to finish school. I could have moved anywhere in the country. I could have stayed where I was. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to meet people that have money because I want to be able to call them up and be like, hey, I've got a great idea. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's why it's going to make money. Here's why it's a good investment. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, in two years, I have met more millionaires than I have in the other 20 years of my life. It has been phenomenal. And the one thing that I'm really fortunate that I actually learned from my current roommate, my current roommate's 33 years old, he's 11 years older than me, 34, I don't know. He's in his early 30s. One of the biggest things that I have taken away from him, he'll talk to anybody, he doesn't care. He'll be like, I have no issue looking like a freaking idiot and if you don't like me, you don't like me and then I'll walk away and talk to the next person. But he'll talk to anybody. He'll talk to him for five minutes, if they're at a bar, he'll buy him a drink and then they'll just sit down and shoot the shit. He'll get his phone number and then they'll go their separate ways. And then six months down the road, he gets a phone call. He's like, hey, are you still looking for a sales job? Because I got a concrete sales job ready for you right now. And he's just like, and I'm like, oh my God, I have learned so much from him in the year and a half or so that I've known him Mm -hmm. to be able to go and do that. And it's one of the things that I've gotten really good at is just being willing to network with anybody and everybody. And it's really, (laughs) really giving me some success. My first company never would have started had I not done that. Mm-hmm. My first company started because I had an old client reach out to me, say, I'm renting a room from a dude who has a garage gym who's willing to let me train out of it. And I said, um, Come again? And I, yeah, literally, I was like, can I train other clients or just you? And he goes, you can train however many you want. I had an old client who was a lawyer, reached out to her. She did all of my legal paperwork because I had never started a company. I can do all my paperwork now. Mm-hmm. But then I went and did Wells Fargo. And the guy that I rented the garage gym from does financing at a car dealership. So when my car shit itself, he hooked me up getting a pickup truck. It is like your network is your life. It's your lifeline Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And I think that not only in your everyday life, but it's how you get jobs. Mm -hmm. It's how you get promotions. It's how you start companies and grow companies and sell companies. Your, your network is your lifeline at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I wholeheartedly believe that. So when you, brought up, you know, talking about networking, I was all about it. So it's like, I think that that is such an important piece of business that does get overlooked. Right. There's networking events all the time that, you know, yeah, I should probably attend more of them, but right. at the I mean, there are things, you know, young, young people's clubs, there's like, there's the Tampa club, which is one of the highest points in Tampa where you just, 
you go and you talk to people. You mm-hmm. grab a beer or you have dinner and you just sit down and talk with people and just right. meet them. Yeah. And I think you actually talked about a little while back starting up like a young gentleman's club or something like that. Yeah, so a buddy of mine, shout out to, to Dave, he actually approached me with the idea of starting like a young professionals club professional. to where you know we'll have events and stuff like that to where we get to bring like-minded individuals together under you know one roof and kind of just chop it up you know see what you know they might have going on in their lives whether it be like investments or business deals or just careers in general um because you never know like who you're going to meet like you kind of touched on like you can meet you know someone that kind of like changes the trajectory of your life in a sense so it's like you know being able to put yourself out there um more which i'm learning you know to do um even like with the nonprofit idea and i keep going back to this but for so long, I was kind of like hesitant to tell people about it because I thought it was something I could do by myself. And then um, I think we had talked one day. Now, like the next day, I was like, you know what? What if I just post it on, you know, LinkedIn that I'm trying to start a nonprofit and anyone out there can kind of provide me with, you know, connections or resources is very much appreciated. So through that post, I, you know, connected with an old coworker of mine's. Uh, Nick, who is in a nonprofit space, he actually deals with, you know, employment on a nonprofit space. And he was like, yeah, I'll start sending out emails to like people in my pipeline. Like I'll start setting up meetings for you. So it just like from that one post, like so many things kind of fell into place from that. So, you know, for the people out there that are, you know, maybe introverted or, you know, quiet or, you know, um, reserved in a sense is like if you have something that you want to kind of accomplish and you need help doing it. You got to put yourself out there because you never know, you know, who you might meet, who might kind of, you know, because people, I feel like, um, want to help, you know, in the long run. So if they see your vision and it makes sense to them, they're like, well, maybe I can help somehow. So, you know, just putting yourself out there. But, yeah, hopefully starting that young professionals group, you know, once I kind of get everything uh, started and up and running is definitely, you know, I think something I want to do. Not only help us, it would help other people, too. Right, right. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people see money or success or deals as like a have or have not situation mm-hmm. where like I get it or you get it. Okay. And that, that's that's never the case. There are, I don't know, almost 8 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. Every, every one of them needs to buy something at some point. So that's an opportunity to make profit in business or do, you know, success in a non-for-profit space, whatever the mm-hmm. situation is. Yeah. Success and money are not a have or have not situation okay. when it comes to one person or another. And I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant to share ideas or plans because they're like, you're going to take it and you're going to take all my, cli- my clients to my success. Right. Screw that. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to talk to you about it, it's because I think that you could potentially have solid feedback or you could provide, you know, a good partner, whatever the situation is, there's no, I mean, this, this like incognito mode of doing work on businesses to me is mind numbing. Right. Exactly. Like you said, when you're, when you are an introverted person, you don't necessarily have to go out and talk to everyone at the bar like I do, or go to a restaurant and talk to everyone like I do. Mm -hmm. But what could always be helpful and what usually is helpful is like what Dan did. It's going out on LinkedIn or it's posting it on your Instagram story and Mm -hmm. trying to grow through those routes as well. Yeah. And that's what networking is for me is like, I don't know everything, you know, you don't know everything. So you was like you by networking and talking to different people, you kind of gain knowledge from them. So it's like learning, you know, what you might not know, whether it be business or relationships or, you know, personal life, whatever the case may be. 
um, you get to learn from the people you network with. And that's just like the definition of networking is just, I actually wrote it down. It's uh, the process of interacting with others to exchange info and develop professional or social um, contacts. So it's like you said before, um, you're not necessarily out there to steal someone's idea. It's you're trying to exchange information that might help you, you know, proceed in the direction that you're trying to go in. Um, and, you know, we're better in numbers, I think the saying is, or strength in numbers, something like that. So, numbers. yeah, so it's better to kind of like surround yourself with people that, you know, you can learn from and gain knowledge from. And that's, you know, the whole, you know, big takeaway when it comes to, I feel like networking is just learning, you know, from people that have, that have been through that process or, you know, they just have, you know, more information to kind of give. So I, it's interesting that you talk about that because it's one of the main points in the notes that I have, okay. there is a piece of a Stephen Bartlett podcast that references a piece from a Joe Rogan podcast. Hmm. On the Joe Rogan podcast, he had Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart mentions the biggest thing that comes with money or has in his life at this point is like there's like an extra curtain behind the wall that he opens up and he sees all of this other stuff. What Stephen Bartlett elaborates on is that moving that curtain provides you extra information. What comes with money or what comes with success is more information. It's how do you double your True. money from here? How do you triple okay. your money? It's interesting to listen to him talk about it because he gives this analogy. You know, you get money from a parent. You know, you, you're, you have rich parents, we'll say. Your parents hand you a check for X thousand dollars to start a business. Okay. Handing money or just having money is like someone giving you a fish. The information that they can provide to you or the information that you can garner from them is learning how to fish. And so it's really interesting that you bring up information and knowledge from networking mm -hmm. because I think that that is the whole point of it. Right. It's being the dumbest person in the room. Mm -hmm. I never want to outsmart anybody. Right. Yeah, I'm very good at like two things. <laughs> that's, you want to correct your squat? Give right. me a call. I, I pretty much got you on that. Or yeah. you want to do like one other thing. You want to start a podcast? I can kind of help. <laughs> not, not with audio. <laughs> not with audio. But I'm not a 10 out of 10 on anything. Right. Like a 9 out of 10 on one of these and like a 7 out of 10, maybe mm -hmm. a 4 out of 10 here. Right. But if I can get someone who's a 9 out of 10 where I'm a 4 yeah. and then a 7 and a 4 here, but then they're a nine out of someone else is a nine out of ten where I'm a seven, and then we have three nine out of tens right. in those three main areas. Mm -hmm. You're golden. That's the team that you need. Yeah. All of that's because of networking. True. And then you garner the knowledge from them through time. Mm -hmm. What comes from networking is building a team, and we talked about that earlier. We keep we keep coming back. It's so essential. So essential. And it's what I never would have in a million years expected is that our team for a freaking podcast would grow. Uh, I mean. Like Dan said, shout out TJ. <laughs> um, I never expected a team for a podcast to grow. Mm. When we're just sitting here talking business and then we bring guests and people that we know mm. and there's people that help us along the way on this. It's not something I ever imagined, but because right. of the network that you've had for years and years yeah. and years now, you can reach back out to people and be like, hey, you've got some expertise that we don't have. Mm. Can we learn from you and can you help us out for a while? Well, we kicked this thing up and he's like, absolutely, I got you, don't worry about it. Right. And it's because of that network and that knowledge that he has. I mean, I when it comes to audio, I'm probably a one, two. <laughs> Your Dan's not even on the list. I'm not, I just <laughs> kind of watch Justin Settle every week. <laughs> and then and then TJ comes in and goes, yeah, I've got really good equipment that yeah. like kind of 
senses every imperfection and I was like, wow, I'm looking at my MacBook. Like, nope, this looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like you said earlier, it's like finding your niche. It's like, you don't have to be perfect at everything you do, but finding like what your alley is and kind of, you know, relating that to other aspects of your life and trying to connect with people that may be good at audio, uh, AKA TJ, or, you know, maybe good at finance or good at, you know, you know talking to people or connecting with people. So not necessarily having to be good at everything, but finding your niche is essential, I feel like, too, when it comes to either a team or just networking in general, because then you kind of, you know, um, advertise yourself in that way. But hey, I don't know, you know, anything about marketing, but hey, I do know a little bit about finance. Like, how can I, you know, help you with X, Y, and Z, whether it be like starting a business or um, just trying to find funding or cash flow issues. And then be oh well I can I know this about marketing so you kind of like pass ideas along along the way. Yeah, um, well, when you have that team that kind of has those different expertises, yeah. expertises sounds about right. You're able to <laughs> you're able to get yourself in a situation where you're able to have some pretty substantial success. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything um, else? So some ways to network. I wrote down. Of course, you have uh, social media. Um, you have Instagram, a lot of people like hopping to DMs as the kids say nowadays. Um, you have LinkedIn, which is, I would say, more for professionals. Um, like I said, I you know post now about the podcast and before about the nonprofit, so it definitely helped me build connections through posting on LinkedIn. Um, and of course you have like networking events too. Um, you can always Google search, you know, what's going on in your area. Um, and of course, if you do go to networking events, I wrote down one of the things is to have questions ready to ask because you don't want to get there and be like the odd person standing around. You're just standing in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Like be ready to ask questions. Um, you can kind of research, you know, who's going, maybe you might be a top profile, you know, business person or, um, celebrity, whoever the case may be. Um, so I have questions ready to ask. And one thing that I've learned too, and it's kind of like an archaic thing, but if you can have business cards, I remember I was at one um, networking event not too long ago for Bubba, and I was you know talking to an older gentleman, and he, he was like, "Hey, do you have a business card I can have?" And I was like, "No, I do not." He was, "Ah, oh, you gotta you gotta know, young blood, you gotta have business cards on you at all times." I was like, "You're right." So if you're looking to really network, definitely have business cards. You know, nothing too crazy. Just you know your name, kind of contact information in case you meet someone you you want to like, exchange information with. One of the, I mean, one of the things that I want to touch on is, yeah, there's a lot of traditional ways to network. Mm-hmm. There are things that are set out to network and to create that for you. Right. Social networking right. or networking events, going out to bars, going out to dinner, just just walking down the street, standing in line at a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's tougher when you're introverted. I will openly admit right. that if you're an introverted person, this is not necessarily a strategy to just jump into. Mm. Start small. Start with reaching out to someone on those social networking sites and then get more comfortable with it over time because right. it does it time. take time and yeah, it, takes it takes comfort. Time. Right. But when you're someone like me and you don't really care what people really think about <laughs> you, I will turn around and shake someone's hand at a bar and my girlfriend makes fun of me and my friends make fun But anywhere I go, I know somebody. Right. And I, I think you can That's relatively thing, yeah, it's that. Like, I never know if you if you know the people that I kind of meet through you for like five minutes or if it's like for 10 years. It's like, because you're able to connect that quick with the people you kind of interact with. So that's one thing I kind of like, damn, man, I wish I was like that. And so that's, I mean, that's a really big piece that's led to a lot of my success so far 
and hopefully in the future, but Definitely just is. the ability to connect with people anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's doing something. I mean, I, I freaking sold someone on personal training sitting at a bar watching the Notre Dame ACC championship game. <laughs> I got, we're literally sitting there. I realized he was watching the game. We started talking. I was with one of my clients at the time and he looks at me and goes, do you have expendable income? You should spend it on Justin. And then the dude was like, sure, I'm in. And they bought personal training. I'll never forget it. But when I told my dad that, my dad was like, you could literally sell a bridge to a bridge maker. (laughs) To me, it's not about sales. It's about being personable. Personable, It's about being able to Mm -hmm. connect with people. And yeah, that really, really helps in sales. It does. That's why I've had success in sales and why I'm going to continue in sales. But it helps you build your network. It helps you build your team. It helps you make friends. It helps you to have lasting relationships. Just be personable. Talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it takes time. Like for me, definitely, because I was okay. never that type of person. Even my friends now, they were like, "You're starting a podcast." Like I could never see you talking, you know, or you know, holding not holding conversations, but you know, put yourself out there in a sense. Um, so it takes time. Like one thing that kind of helped me, and I don't suggest this to everybody, but when I first got my dog, is like walking her around. I had no choice but to talk to people because <laughs> they would come up to me, but hey, that's a puppy. Like how old is she? Like this and that, and so. Even now, like walking around the block is like people know me because of my dog and it's kind of helped me to kind of get out of my shell and, you know, start that conversation with someone. And, you know, it might be about the weather or about sports or about business, but, you know, kind of helps you build those communication skills that you kind of need when it comes to networking. Get off your phone and talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> like, especially nowadays. That's about it. Oh, yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, definitely. Do you have anything else or do you want to move on to our question for the day? Um, yeah, that was it. I think we covered it all. Just want to you know, right, touch guys. on. We are going to move on to our question out of my book, 3,000 Questions About Me. Okay. We're going to roll with 2656. What's the strangest thing you've seen in the middle of the road? <laughs> all right. Let's take this more. Let's take this almost metaphorically. What's the strangest thing you've seen on a path doing something? It doesn't have <laughs> to be business, but just in life. The strangest thing you've encountered. Huh. I think people are trying to, at times, get in the way of your vision, I would say. Um, they might not necessarily see your direction or where you're trying to go, so they might kind of, you know, either talk you out of it or, um, you know, put up roadblocks, whether it be like just mentally or, um, you know, physically sometimes. So I feel like that would be, you know, a roadblock or something in the middle of the road, metaphorically, is just people trying to get in the way um, of your vision. But for me, it's like, um, and it's something, I'm probably going on a tangent now, but a while back (laughs) we had with kids uh, from our uh, mentor program, like the difference between a dream and a vision is that when it comes to a dream, it's like something that's (laughs) It's something that's in your head, so it's like, you know, your dream doesn't really make sense until you turn into your vision. Once it turns into your vision, it's like no one can really talk you out of it. They try to get in the way at times, but, you know, it's, when it becomes your vision, no one can talk you out of it. But, um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was my answer to that question. Hey, uh, I'd like the record to show that me screwing with the, uh, with the audio screwed up his tangent. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, definitely. Definitely. So I think it helped a little bit. <laughs> But I, I think that it is important to understand the difference between a, a, a dream and a vision. Because right. mm-hmm. having that vision is obviously very, very important. Yeah, you're locked in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, tunnel vision. And I think that at first this might have started as a dream for us, but I think that it mm-hmm. is 
definitely turning into a vision. I love, I mean, I mentioned earlier, this is like my favorite part of the week. It is, yeah. So, one of, so I think that my answer is a little bit different than, than yours. Mm-hmm. And I think I might even approach this question slightly differently, even though I'm the one that reworded it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not going to rebuttal? For me, I mean, if I'll you can, you want. But I think for me, my biggest thing is looking in what's really, really strange. Call it strange, but I think more interesting uh-huh. is the different backgrounds that people come from. I went to school up in northern Minnesota. I saw people that came from rural North Dakota. One of my really good buddies had a graduating class of four. He was wow. the valedictorian. Big shot. <laughs> he was the only dude in his graduating class. Him and three chicks. Oh, jeez. I met... I have met people from Somalia. I have met people from Pakistan and... You know, the UAE, I mean, your father lives in Africa right now. And I, I have met so many people from so many different backgrounds because I have lived in, I think, like three or four states now. But that's besides the point. Just, But the path that I've been on, that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed. So many people come from so many different backgrounds. And that is one of the greatest parts about what America is. It is right. the melting pot of the world. Mm-hmm. Like the direction of where things are going or not and, you know, mental health crises and all the stuff going on. We're still the melting pot of the world. We have people from every race, race, <laughs> race, background, ethnicity, whatever the situation mm-hmm. is, they're here. Right. And what's, what I've always found really interesting is how people that come from, you know, and they could be walking to the same school hallway. One kid lives in an orphanage. One kid lives in a $3 million mansion. Mm. Everyone's on their own different path, but they lead in similar ways and they almost run parallel to each other. Okay. So it's one really th- cool thing that I found more interesting than strange is how those different paths kind of lead in the same way, but then how they branch off too. The other day, me and some buddies were catching up talking about kids from high school. Mm. Where are they now? I know two kids from high school that are in jail. Mm. I'm 22 years old. That's four years removed from high school. I know two kids already in prison. Jeez. Yeah. I know people that have made probably close to $100,000 four years removed. They're walking in the same hallway. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where you're going. Yep. Yep. So for me, it's like, okay, our paths met in the middle in mm. that hallway. We met in, in high school or in college or whatever. Right. So then now it's watching different paths to start lead to the same place in the middle and then where do they go from there and i've loved 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 watching kind of how that's played out and i think a lot of people do mm-hmm. my roommate was just talking on the other day a couple weeks ago he went and like looked up a bunch of people from high school on facebook and he's like what the hell happened to you <laughs> it's always that uh class reunion you know <laughs> you come back and you're like uh, that person was like the man or the you know chick in high school and then look at them now type of situation but yeah, I like your analogy when it comes to that one. Like, we all, you know, kind of start off the same way in a sense, but, you know, we end up... Branch off. The yeah. middle of the road's all the same. Right. For the, for the majority of people in America. Yeah. You know, the majority of people, your, your middle of the road is high school or college, or both, if you're fortunate. Mm-hmm. And where you branch off from there has been really interesting for me to watch. Yeah. Well, at least you hit 34. <laughs> you're only 22. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been episode five of the Small World Business Podcast. Just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We love putting this content out. We definitely think it's it's getting up there and getting better. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for everyone listening. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get you know, your podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah, Spotify, Apple, 
Google, everything else, yeah. Oh yeah. Make yeah. sure you follow us on the socials. We got Instagram, small period, world mm-hmm. period business. And then we have uh, TikTok as well, small world business. Really trying to pump content out, so we're going to get better about getting back on that right. this week and going into next week. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, another guest next week. So. Yeah, I'd also like the record show. I didn't drop any notebooks this time. You did mess up the audio, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's always something. All right, y'all. We'll catch All you guys right. next week. Have a good one. See you. See you.